What it do, all my crew? It's Alyssa, and I'm here to celebrate all of our dirt so that we can embrace our destiny. With a lifetime of filtering everything through religion, I'm here to share my confessions, talk about the dirt, and give you the tools that you need to move forward. So for the love of coffee, let's chat. This is your unfiltered podcast. Well, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, whatever time it is that you are tuning into this channel, guys. I always say it, but I truly do mean it. I am so honored that you would take time out of your day to just hang out with me and to listen to the sound of my voice. I'm sitting here drinking my coffee. I just got through going live on my social media platforms. We did a prayer call this morning that was powerful. If you do not follow me over on social media, what are you waiting for? Go check it out. It's going to be a blessing to you. I do weekly prayer calls and um, just speak into your life. I encourage you. I uplift you. I do life with you. I have a crew called The Crew. (laughs) It's an exclusive group where um, you get private access to a community that encourages you and prays for you, but uplifts you, connects. Man, we have women that are finding they're in the same area. So now they've got new friends, new friends to do life with, which I absolutely love and is one of the reasons why I created this community. But they get weekly live streams that are exclusive exclusive just to them, their encouragement. And we do monthly book clubs and we do daily devotionals and it is just an awesome time over there. Definitely go check that out. If you want to be a part of the crew, message me on my social media platforms. I will get you locked and loaded. It's going to be incredible. But today I wanted to come over here and I really wanted to just share what it looks like when God is not presenting your answer the way that you think he should. I think sometimes we sit around and we pray for answers and we pray for breakthrough and we pray for God to do these things that we feel is his will. And we even know most of the time is his will because it's in his word, right? I talked about that today on the prayer call. If it's in his word, then it is his will. Not just for some, not just for few, not just for the chosen, not just for the best, not just for the ones that are less flawed than others. No, if it's his word, then it's his will for all, friend. That means for you. That means for your life. That means for your family. That means for your destiny, right? But I think that we sit around and we pray and we think that the answer is going to come in a specific box and it's going to look like a specific picture. So when it doesn't come like that, we question God and we have this conflict inside of us, inside of our hearts, really in our spirits where we're like internally warring with ourselves of, is this Jesus or am I missing it? Because I thought it would look like this. I thought that it would be like this. I thought it would come like this. And I shared a story and this morning on the prayer call once again, but I wanted to go into the depths of that on my podcast because I think it's so good 
to understand that God cannot be put in a box, my friend. (laughs) He is so much bigger than you can fathom. And he does things so much different than your brain could ever comprehend. He is not a logical God. He doesn't do it the way that you perceive it should be done. He doesn't make it look like the way that you think it should look like. It's so interesting because the word says that a man can plan his days, but the Lord ordains his steps, that he's the one that has orchestrated your life. Before you were ever put in your mother's womb, he already had the plans. He already had the blueprint. He already read the book of your story. He already knew every single mess up, every single hiccup, every single tragedy, every single trauma, every single struggle that you would ever encompass that you would ever approach that you would ever battle that you would ever whatever right he already saw it all so things in our life can completely take us by surprise and I think sometimes we believe that God was taken by surprise as well we believe that this wasn't a part of the story from the beginning. Like we literally believe that these things were not supposed to be a part of your life, a part of your journey, a part of your history. And all along the Lord is like, no, I seen that coming, sis. I I seen that coming, bro. Like (laughs) I already read the book. I already knew it was there. And I was already in the details of that because I saw it coming even when you didn't. The problem was that you thought Jesus would look like a certain thing. It would look like a certain answer. It would look like a certain manifestation. It would look it would look specific to X, Y, and Z. And God's been there all along. It's just that your mind has not let him out of the box that you've put him in. I want to share what that's looked like in my life. Um, and I know that I talk about cancer a lot, but the truth is that's my reality. That's my real time. That's my experience. That's who I know Jesus to be in the most recent way. And you can apply these beliefs, these revelations, these experiences to so many other aspects of your life, um, just by me sharing my one area of experience. So I have been diagnosed with breast cancer two times over. I am officially a two-time breast cancer survivor. The first time I was diagnosed when I was 31 in 2020, and the second time I was diagnosed at 33 in 2022. And the second time, well, let's go back to the first time. I really just followed the Lord in every aspect of what it needed to look like for me to obtain the healing that he already provided for me. Here's the thing, friend. If it's in his word, it's already provided. It's not something you have to produce on your own. It's not something you have to conjure up. It's something that you need to ask him for wisdom to receive because it's available. It's available. It's like this. If I had a if I had a tree in the back, an apple tree in the backyard, and I kept on looking out my back window going, man, I'm just, I would really wish, I really wish that I could have an apple tree. 
it would just be so nice to have apples, fresh apples on the tree to juice and to benefit from and eat and bake with or whatever. And I kept praying that the Lord would send me an apple tree, but the apple tree's out there. The fruit's already there. It's literally already hanging off of the tree. There's some apples that are all over the ground. They're ready to just be picked up and put in a basket. But the whole time, I'm just continuing to pray that God will give me an apple tree. I think sometimes that's how we approach healing. That's how we approach rest. That's how we approach peace. That's how we approach joy. That's how we approach restoration. We're looking out the window of life, praying that God will provide it, praying that God will do it. And all along, it's been right there, ripe and ready, ready to pick, ready to utilize, ready to apply, ready to partake in. And we just aren't receiving it. And so When I got diagnosed from the very beginning in 2020, I became very prayerful in how I went about my story because I realized that God gave us doctors. He gave us doctors. He gave the doctors wisdom to treat us in the ways that they know how to treat us, but always understanding that God is the ultimate healer. He's the ultimate provider. He is the ultimate way maker, and he is the one that has the final say. And so I approached my story from the standpoint of God, if you want to heal me in a supernatural way, I believe that you can do that. 100%. I believe that you are a healer. I believe you are a miracle maker. I believe that you can do these things. I've seen you perform miracles on me many times before, ever ever before cancer. And I know that it's possible. And so I am willing to, you know, continue to stand on that belief system and that faith and continue to speak that every day that I am healed, even when I don't see it, even when I don't feel it, even when I don't hear it from the doctors or the scans or whatever the case may be, my word in my mouth is always going to be, I am healed. And another thing that I did that I was very, very precise in, I never said my cancer. I never said I have breast cancer or this is my cancer is making me feel or my my breast cancer is causing X, Y, and Z. I never claimed it with a possessive noun. I never said it was mine. I would say they say I have breast cancer or they are saying that I have breast cancer or um, the breast cancer has made me feel these ways, but the word of God says, I am healed. I am healthy. I am whole. I would always turn it back around, right? I didn't leave the authority in cancer's hands. And I also did not claim that it was mine because if it's mine, then it takes root, right? So I was very, very, very careful in how I went about my words. I didn't really say many times that I'm fighting um, a cancer journey. 
I always said I'm winning. I'm winning in cancer. I'm winning in this battle. I'm winning. I always was very careful in how I utilize my words because how you speak is what your ears will hear and it's what your mind will believe. And that belief system will take root. Your brain, when it takes in information, all it knows to do is to make it happen to make it happen. And there is a scientific study, multiple scientific studies of how positive thinking, which, which is so funny because everything that the word gives the world will try to counterfeit. So faith is spun into positive thinking. Positive thinking is nothing more than a watered down version of what faith really is. Right. And so they've done scientific studies, though, on cancer patients who have came in with a more positive attitude and a mindset that is giving life to their situation rather than death. And they see those patients thrive and strive and their bodies fight for them. Whereas other people will come in and they will be all about death and all about anguish and, oh, I've got a death sentence and you will see them slowly die. And even my nurses told me that from the beginning when I first went into chemotherapy, they told me we watch patients die all the time because they give up before they even get started. They believe the report so much that they give up before they get started and we watch them die. But when someone comes in like you, Alyssa, and has a positive attitude and you're talking about how you're a miracle when you haven't even seen any miracles yet and you're speaking about how you are doing amazing, even though we can clearly see you're not, we know that you're going to make it. We know that you're going to win this thing. So I was super careful with my words and I made that a mission in what I speak So that's the first thing that I did when I came into this journey was, Lord, I'm going to watch my words. I'm going to stand on the word and I'm going to ask you for wisdom and what I'm supposed to partake in treatment wise and what I'm supposed to do to partner with you in my healing. And I took that very seriously because I really feel like we so many times look to doctors to do all the work, but we also look to God to do all the work and we don't want any responsibility in our journey. We don't want to do the work ourselves. The word's very clear that faith without works is dead. And so there is a action part in utilizing not only what the word says, but, you know, doing practical things that are going to allow you to see the manifestation of that fruit here on the earth. And so I was very careful in that. And when I prayed, I asked the Lord what I needed to do and I heard him very clearly and I always went with my peace because peace is a fruit of the Holy Spirit. If you have peace, then God is in it. If you have fear, then it's probably not of the Lord because God doesn't operate in fear. He operates in peace. And so if there was any fear, I... Um, would number one, take authority over it and ask the Lord, okay, is this just something I'm struggling with that I need to take authority over? Or is this something that you're saying a definite no to? But I asked the Lord with chemo and I felt peace in chemo. I knew that would be a part of my story. I knew that would be a part of my journey. Many people did not understand why I would do that, why I would poison my body, why that would be a part of it, why I wasn't just believing God for a supernatural miracle. Um, 
But for me, I was going to trust God even when it didn't make sense. And my encouragement is for you today, what is he asking you to do that doesn't make sense? What is he asking you to do that could feel like it's contradicting his word? Well, the word says that you're healed, but here you are going and doing chemotherapy. Well, the word says that your marriage is restored, but here you are on the brink of divorce. Well, the word says that he gives your mind rest, but here you are thinking suicidal thoughts. Like what is it that doesn't make sense that God's asking you to do to address those things? Maybe with your mind, he's saying, you know what? You need to go to therapy and you're sitting here thinking, well, that's not Jesus because Jesus would just supernaturally restore my thought life. But God's like, no, I want you to go to a therapist because I have something inside of them that that I'm wanting to get to you, that you can hear me more clearly through that, that I can reveal some things through that. Maybe, you know, it's the same thing with your, with your marriage, your marriage is falling apart and God's like, okay, I want you to go to counseling. And, and you're like, well, the Lord can restore it. If we just get into church more, if we just do more serving, if we just do this, that, and the other, then God can restore it. But God's like, no, there's some work that needs to be done. And in the same aspect with my, my situation, there was some work that needed to be done to get me to the place that I needed to get. And chemo was a part of that. I truly believe that the Lord placed me in that facility, not only for myself, but more so for others. I was in there teaching Jesus and speaking miracles and showing people who God was in the midst of a very unfortunate situation. And I was the youngest one in the room. Everyone else around me was in their 70s and 80s, and they were all there having had lived a full life with great grandkids and grandkids and talking about how they wouldn't even be doing chemo if it weren't for the fact that their kids were making them because they've already lived a full life. And here I am at 31 years old sitting beside them and they're all just looking at me with these sad eyes like you should not be in here. And I'm teaching Jesus. And I got to minister to many people who were dying that would have never got to hear the truth of who God is in the midst of those kind of circumstances, if it weren't for being placed in a position that I didn't necessarily want to be placed in. And how can I say that God wasn't in that detail? How can I say that Jesus was not in that situation? Right? And so we put God in a box of this is how it has to look. And if it's not this, then it's not God. But who are we to say that? Because God is so much bigger. He works in such grander aspects than our minds can even logically figure out on their own. And through my season of chemo, we saw miracles. We saw my hair start growing back in the middle of chemo. Everybody was talking about it because I did the hardest chemo we could do in six months time. And my hair started growing back. My blood work was perfect. It was, it was so good that it looked as though I hadn't even done any chemo the the week before and that's a miracle. Um I was getting humongous shots in my gut every month to put my body into menopause and the the needles were ginormous. They were horse shots and everybody who would come through there and get them would talk about how horrendous it was, but every time I would get the shot I didn't feel it. And the nurses would be so astounded by it. They were like, "What in the world? How do you not feel that?" And I'm like, "Jesus, Jesus, I come in here every day and I thank the Lord that if I have to go through it, then he will protect me. And I believe 
that even from pain, I did not feel the shots. It was a supernatural miracle. I had a Muslim lady that was one of my nurses and she would just sit and cry. Every time we would sit and talk, she would just cry. And she's like, I don't understand why I'm crying. I don't understand why every time I get around you, every time I talk to you, I cry. And I'm like, that's the Jesus in me. That is the Jesus in me. He is so good that he's showing you who he is through my story. And so I say all of that to say, how is God showing himself through your story in unfortunate circumstances? And why are you allowing yourself to think that God is not in that detail? That if it's Jesus, it has to look like X, Y, and Z. That if it's Jesus, it has to be a spontaneous miracle. That it has to be a supernatural miracle. That it has to be a supernatural restoration. That it has to be a supernatural deliverance. And maybe, maybe God is allowing you to go through the process because he knows that his presence is found in that. But not only that, that it's not just for you. It's for other people around you to see who he is in the midst of those unfortunate circumstances. This continued on with my journey for two years. I seen things that did not logically make sense that I felt the Holy Spirit leading me in and watching God perform miracles through it, watching God make a way through it, watching God touch the lives of hundreds of people I would have never come into contact with because of it. And it all happened because I chose to take God out of a box that said, if it's healing, then it looks like this. If it's restoration, then it looks like this. If, if it's peace, then it looks like this. If it's rest, then it looks like this. And I allowed the Holy Spirit to lead me and orchestrate my steps and my journey in a way that I would not have gone about it if it were my choice. Ended up coming out of surgery, a lumpectomy after chemo, and I turned down radiation went against logic, went against doctors, went against what most people would say was the right answer because the Lord told me not to do radiation. I did not have peace in it. And from there, I went and spent six weeks at a holistic facility and did six weeks of excessive treatment every single day for five to six hours a day for six solid weeks. And came home, lost 70 pounds, started feeding my body and, and, building my body up and strengthening my body and applying herbs and oils and juices and vegetables and plant-based diet and supplementation and treatments and protocols that I could do from home detoxes and lymphatic drainages and all of these things that the Lord started guiding me in to build my body up on its own, not realizing I still had cancer, right? But I was following the Lord and then I end up getting thrown into this position where I felt like God said, okay, Alyssa, you need to go get a breast MRI. And I was like, why? I'm good. I'm cancer free. I'm healing my body. I'm healthier than I've ever been. My skin is glowing. I have more energy than I've ever had. I feel great. I feel better now than I did in my twenties. 
I'm doing awesome. And God's like, no, you need to go get a breast MRI. You need to go get a breast MRI. I tried to do it through my oncologist. They would not do it because protocol says I need a mammogram, not a breast MRI. But the Holy Spirit just kept saying, it needs to be a breast MRI. It needs to be a breast MRI. Now, if I would have said no, healing is to look like this. Healing is to look supernatural. I'm the healed of the Lord. I'm standing on faith. I'm going to stand on the word. I don't need an MRI. That's a lie from the enemy. That's something that the enemy's trying to cause worry and fear and doubt in my my heart with, I am the healed of the Lord. No, I chose to follow the Holy Spirit because he is not put in a box and your healing is not always exactly how you think it should be. God has other avenues for different reasons. And I got that breast MRI and God supernaturally provided the funds for it because I had to get it through my holistic facility who actually ordered it for me without arguing, but I had to pay out of pocket. And God provided the funds and I went and it showed that I had recurrence. It showed that I had cancer in my breast to which my oncologist went and said, we need follow-up scans. We're going to do a mammogram and a sonogram, which they did those two things. And guess what? Those two things did not show the cancer. Neither of those two things showed one ounce of cancer, but the breast MRI did. So if I would have just went with logic what the doctor said, well, the, the protocol is a mammogram. I would have went and got a mammogram and a sonogram and they would have said, you're fine, you're clear, you're still cancer free. Not knowing that there were multiple spots in my breast and I had reoccurrence. But because I didn't put God in a box and I didn't trust just anyone, I trusted the Holy Spirit inside of me. I did what needed to be done to get the answers that needed to be had because the Holy Spirit knew what needed to be facilitated. I got the biopsy, the biopsy confirmed, I got the surgery. And many people would say, well, the surgery means that you failed. You lost. You lost parts of yourself. No, I believe that there were too many miracles in my situation, even through my surgery. The doctor talked about how phenomenally my body went through surgery, that I barely lost any blood, that there was barely any fluid buildup, that it was just insane how awesome my body responded, which was all confirmation that for the year that I have done holistic stuff that the Lord has led me to do, he was Without me even realizing it, he already knew the details. He already knew the aspects of my life. He was preparing my body for double amputation without me even realizing that's what I was actually prepping for. I thought I was prepping for my body to be healed for the rest of my life. God was prepping me for a surgery that was going to bring healing to my life. It was an avenue that I did not even... um. What's the word? I, I, I didn't even expect. I, I wasn't even looking for. But the miracle in the Holy Spirit showing me which scan I needed to get and brought healing in a way that I never thought. What area of your life are you ignoring the Holy Spirit because it doesn't look like the pretty box and the pretty picture that you feel if it's Jesus, it should come in? What is he asking you to do that's not logical? What is he asking you to do that kind of makes you feel like, well, if I do that, maybe I'm out of faith or that's what I feel peace in, but it doesn't make sense. Or you know what? You can still, do you know that it takes more faith to trust the Lord (laughs) in things that you don't want to do than it does to trust the Lord in things that make sense? It took more faith for me to undergo a knife and to cut parts of my body off 
than to just say, you know what? Nope, I'm standing on the word. It was a difficult decision for me, but I had faith that that was the direction God had for me. And so I just want to encourage you through my story. There's so many other points that I can make through my story that the Lord showed himself And I would have never had the opportunity if it weren't for those moments of isolation, if it weren't for those moments of hardship, if it weren't for those moments of learning to hear him and trust his voice in the midst of disease like I never trusted him before and did not allow other people to discourage me in what I was thinking and feeling and hearing. Because there's a lot of people that tried to say, well, you're not in faith. You shouldn't be doing chemo. You shouldn't be doing your surgery. You tell people too much of your story. You're too vulnerable with people. If you have cancer again, you've got a spiritual root you haven't taken care of. God is punishing you somehow because you keep getting cancer. And it's like, Lord, the Lord was in my details the whole time. The Lord was orchestrating every aspect of my journey the whole time and got me to this point right now to where I am healed whole. My mind is more settled. My identity is more rooted. I am more confident in who I am as a person than I ever was with boobs. And I know who Alyssa is in a way that I never knew before and all because of cancer. You can't tell me that that wasn't Jesus. Maybe what you're going through right now is not for your destruction, but because God is trying to build something that you never expected him to build. He's trying to answer prayers that he's been, that you've been praying for a long time, but the prayer answers are going to come through the pushing and the pressing and the pain and the discouragement. And it sucks that that's how it comes. But the truth is, is that's how we learn. That's how humans learn. Humans grow and are strengthened and learn through pain. And that's just life. So I hope you're encouraged to not just put God in a box, but to take him out of the box and allow him to show you who he is beyond logical thinking and ask him to allow you to trust the voice of the Holy Spirit, even when it doesn't make sense. Because I promise you, when you go with him, you will never, ever, ever be disappointed And I can say that because I have practiced it. I have not only preached it, but I've lived it. And God is faithful. He is faithful. So I love you guys. Come follow me on all the social media platforms. Join my crew. Be a part of life with me. Go get my book. All things are in the description box below. I'm going to end it like I always do. We are raising a glass to the dirt in our life because it's worth celebrating.